Okay, I think we're live. We're live, Atik. Uh, hi, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on a brand new episode of 420 Grams. Atik was about to say something, but then I quickly prompted him saying, we're live, Atik. कहीं what if you say something you don't want to say that when we're live so i thought i'll stop so him there and then but uh, bhai uh, look as promised uh, we said we'd be coming by 3 but about 15 minutes late but that's because of connectivity issues and uh, one of our crew members mr jadi basu is still trying to connect on wifi so we hope he can join us uh, during the course of the show now the show of course means we're talking specifically about india's second opponent in these world cup and asian cup qualifiers the games they've gone to play in qatar and that being bangladesh a bangladeshi side that had come to kolkata and drawn 1-1 with india and for large parts of that game that bangladeshi side looked like the better team and it looked like they were going to walk away with three points until adil khan of course popped up uh, with that header and rescued a point for the indian team so today we're going to talk about uh, what the progression has been for that bangladeshi team from that game in kolkata and to talk about them is someone who knows them really well we've got a journalist from the daily star in dhaka atik anam someone who covers football in a very big way atik thank you so much for taking your time and joining us on 420 grams we're also joined by sidhant ani and atik knows this that just 5 minutes before the show went live sidhant was wearing a t-shirt and he suddenly changed and wore a shirt and came and that means you are the most professional person on the show my friend we must salute you for that uh, sidhant ani uh, but atik uh, Bangladesh. So I, I'll, I'll tell you the reaction post Kolkata when that game happened, and it was like you know we were we didn't know what to say. And with all due respect to the Bangladeshi side, hey, because here we are, we, we had a lot to say. <laughs> I mean, we had a lot to say, but but in the sense that you know we were taken aback, and I don't mean no disrespect for Bangladesh, but we were playing in Calcutta. We had just done a one-one with Qatar or a zero-zero with Qatar in Qatar. So you know we thought we were in the ascendancy, and then we had the ISL. so you know we talk a lot about the isl so we say our players are getting better and they are getting better what was the reaction in bangladesh post that result in kolkata uh, first of all thank you uh, arjun thank you siddhant and everyone thank you for getting me here uh, i would say there are two sides of this story firstly uh, we always we bangladesh has a great history with india indian football that goes a long way actually. so we always used to think in the 80s and 90s that bangladesh and india first and then bangladesh are the more strongest teams in the south asian region things have not gone that direction in the recent times in the last two decades but uh, if you analyze the results between these two teams in the last one decade bangladesh and india they played three matches all of all three of those ended in draws so it was not a very surprising result for us and given that uh, the performance of that match i would say we were a bit, bit disappointed because we uh, led, the, led the indian team for like 88 minutes yeah. and eventually we um, considered the goal it was a good goal from adil khan yeah but it was okay uh, i mean playing in kolkata in front of a 70 000 80 000 crowd and uh, showing that sort of performance was really praise worthy about praise our team but we would have been happier Henry got the chip on us. Absolutely. Um, uh, we're joined by Jaydeep Basu as well. So good to have you. Uh, Wi-Fi is in the bad. Uh, you have uh, pierced through your Wi-Fi issues and joined us on the show. Uh, and since you just come right now, Jaydeep sir, I can't hear you. Um, you need to. You muted yourself. आप अपना unmute कर लीजिए. If you can. Uh, yeah. Can yeah. you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you, Jaydeep sir. Since you've just uh, joined, why don't you? Uh, you just heard about the Bangladeshi reaction. 
post mm. that game in kolkata how about telling atik on what the reaction was in india post those 90 minutes versus bangladesh i think the, the, the what what mr atik has just said he is absolutely right had i been had i been a bangladeshi fan which i am not of course then i would have also been very unhappy not to get three points because the teams deserve to get three points that day ah yeah, of course adil khan spoiled the show by scoring the adil by scoring that goal but bangladesh definitely deserved to got uh, get three points that that particular day but from the indian point of view reaction point of point of uh, point of view i would say the reaction in the indian fans camp and the indian national team camp was very very disappointing as sunil chhetri has gone on record saying it is one of the worst matches india have played in recent recent months and uh, if i'm what matlab according to my sources even everybody in the indian camp including the coaching staff was very upset with the way india played because because see if you if you look at that match even before before uh, long before the match could be played then the indian coach started saying that more and more people should come come to the ground they should support india and all these kinds of publicity was made all these kinds of arrangements were made so that what mr arthik just said that 60 70000 actually 66000 people were at the ground at that particular day to support india and despite having all the favorable atmosphere despite play, playing against against <laughs> against uh, your own, again, again uh, at your at your own ground despite playing against a team which uh, each lower in your fifa ranking despite play, playing against a team which you have beaten uh, not once but many times many times in the recent past you if you play such such football then uh, it is it was it was a great disappointment from the indian point indian point of view but i will again add to again like to add that day bangladesh were very very unlucky not yeah, they came with a plan and executed that plan, plan. ha and they were very unlucky not to get points uh, adik is, is they should have got points agreed sir i don't think anyone is going to disagree with you on that just just the mm-hmm. setup that they did on that day um numbers behind the ball the way they played in kolkata break on the counter uh, let the indians come on to you suck them in break on them and they did that is, is that a characteristic uh which is uh, you see often with the bangladeshi side or is this something they just adopted because they were playing in kolkata no absolutely that is that is how mr jamie day plays his football that is uh, un- unless you're playing against qatar where everyone will be sitting behind the ball um and no one will be really going for even a counter attack hmm uh, 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 would, uh i mean he would mix up defensive he would like to go to for go for a very disciplined defensive approach then he would go for counter attack on the break that is usually how he plays unless you're playing against a very lower opposition or someone who's really higher than you fair fair point sidhant bhai uh, you you tell us man uh, what was your key takeaway from those 90 minutes in kolkata whether it be bangladesh or whether it be india that night you're mute bhai so i mean of course you guys have covered the main points in terms of what our takeaways were the, there was a massive sense of disappointment uh, for all of us as uh, fans of the of of the indian team and and following the indian team uh, it reflected kind of the maybe overconfidence or the kind of 
approach that we have in india towards especially other south asian countries where we sort of take it for granted that we are better superior etc etc and i think uh, uh, our colleague from bangladesh might be able to attest to this but the, this attitude is something that is not limited to the football field but kind of is a overall big brother kind of attitude that india has towards the region uh, so so it was a, a solid reality check also because of all the interest that's been drummed up by the new league and and, and you know all of that where we we are suddenly thinking that the level of or the standard of football has increased tremendously in this country because of all the foreign players and the coaches and the money that's coming into it whereas we are not very much aware of what's happening in bangladesh and it was great to see that that uh, despite perhaps less uh, you know global or wider attention to domestic football in bangladesh uh, that country is doing as well and keeping up with the larger neighbor in that sense uh, i think we were caught by surprise maybe the team didn't do enough homework in terms of understanding how exactly to break bangladesh down uh, and honestly we we was we were uh, thinking that the approach to the game from the bangladeshi side might be more defensive uh, whereas they came out kind of going for it you know uh, and uh, we were not able to find an answer to that either approach or or you know and that there was a definite lack of creativity in terms of yeah. how we approached the game uh, so I, yeah that pretty much sums sums it up and, and, and another point uh, siddhant i think uh, the, it was not only a disappointment it was a kind of anti climax because after drawing goalless with qatar we thought yeah. that uh, we have we have almost beaten the asian champions so yeah. so we will we will be a runaway winner winners um, uh, you know i i didn't want to i wanted to actually say something but last show i've been uh, called out by the people who watch our show saying arjun is too negative and rude so i'm going to cut back on the this thing with whom yes, with whom yes. with people who deserve i don't know but i'm, I'm just going i'm just going to try being a little positive on the show uh, my 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 point my point being uh, atik just one thing i do want to say before you carry on with the the more pertinent part of our conversation that ye uh, no disrespect to the people who watch and comment but everyone has an opinion on all kinds of things and i, I don't think you should pay too much attention to it i think uh, when you were missing from the show for a little while uh, all, all our audience members especially our regulars kept asking for you and and it's a small sign of how much your role is appreciated here so i think uh, keep on keeping on one sec bro i'll just uh, pin up my bloated head which just fell down yeah putting it on myself right now <laughs> i think okay. uh, you've got two uh, fire brands at home to keep your head size in check bhai puppy de deta khatam kahani itni badi baat kyun bolni zaruri thi but uh, i think uh, very very simple question and and you know siddhant brought out a good point so that is what he is saying that is his perception that india is the big boy in the region um we go in for a saf championship we we come out saying if you don't win failure not even a finalist or anything like that so that is the perception we have what is the perception in bangladesh with regards to india with regards to the fact that there is a league that's been going on for the 6 7 years uh, you're getting these foreign imports top level european players i don't know if top level but you know better than what they used to come earlier what is the perception back home in bangladesh around the uh, before i come to that point and let me uh, go back to the team india bangladesh match that was uh, i think the coach was really did really well 
studied for the Indian Plains really well. He employed our uh, captain Jamal Guya to mark uh, Sunil Chetri. Now Sunil Chetri, everyone knows he's a legend. He can score goals from anywhere. And he's been a thorn in our side for a long, long time. So uh, Jamal Guya absolutely neutralized him in that match. And that is one reason probably uh, India didn't get a goal earlier on. Mm -hmm. Now coming back to, to what uh, Siddharth is saying is um, Bangladesh actually used to have a very rich tradition, uh, culture in football, like in Kolkata in West Bengal. Football used to be the, uh, the people's sport back in the 80s and 90s. But then uh, when cricket came and cricket, uh, cricket, uh, cricket team uh, qualified for the World Cup in 1999, football started to lose its uh, popularity. But there is a rebuilding in process in the last 10 years, even though the results haven't come at the national, international stage, but there, the league is getting more and more interesting. There are now good players coming again. We used to have uh, players like Nasser Ejaji, Karim Bagheri, the, the World Cup players, uh, Emeka from Iran, Iraq, Emeka, Nigeria, yeah. all those players in the 80s and 90s. But then the, all those players like of that it started to stop coming. Now we are getting again the players of Sony Norde, uh, Colin Dress from uh, Costa Rica. Now we have quite a few Argentine and Brazilian players, talkable players. So uh, the league is getting more and more interesting. It just needs them to be reflected in the results of our national team. The national team is in the rebuilding process, but we hope sooner rather than later we'll get there. But I think what's what's the perception towards India then? I mean, I get your point that it's growing in Bangladesh. So what is the perception to the neighbor who because over here and and uh, I don't know if it's criticism because in a league which is only seven years old, which means you've barely taken baby steps also. If you look at histories of sport leagues. You barely started walking. But in these seven years, this perception has come that suddenly India's footballing used to be like this. And now these seven years have taken it to another level. Right? So is that reflecting in what you guys are thinking of the neighbors? Actually, we are not uh, always like uh, since the turn of the century, India started to get so much ahead of the other teams. India, Maldives, and Afghanistan started to win every trophy. So, so we all, all know that India is the best team in this region, maybe along with Afghanistan, who are not, not, not part of this region anymore. But everyone concedes that India are the best team in this region. But you're talking about ISL, I think there is, um, there is very little interest about ISL. People hardly watch ISL. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and I think there is a division even in India regarding the ISA, right? Well, there's division on the show. Um, there's a person who's, who's wearing this, who's changed your shirt and come. He's a pro I-League person. But, but, uh, Don't but, get him started, uh, Atik. But, but, but uh, ISL has done tremendous things. Uh, the facilities, the grounds, the players that they get to rub their shoulders with. It will obviously have an impact in the longer term. Hmm. I'm sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I mean that longer term, uh, you could say 20 years, that is a long term impact, right? I mean, seven years to expect it to have an impact would be a very minute, minuscule kind of impact. Yes, sir, you put your hand up, you may speak. I want to clarify once more, you make you do this all the time, huh, by the way, Mr. Host, 
we are not i am not pro one league or anti another league the thing that we were against was the manner in which the isl came in and replaced the i league as the national championship for clubs right the manner in it was in which it was done and the closed manner in which it was done as a franchise model where clubs that have popular popularity uh, in the first many seasons i think uh, i think you will also be familiar with clubs like mohan bagan east bengal and all that uh, they were not allowed to be a part of that system because it was a franchise that was given out by a private party it was a privately owned league that came in and kind of superseded what was existing for many years in indian football that was the only limited thing that that we were against which in any case the federation has clarified so we can get over this and move on <laughs> yeah, at least tell us what the the this thing is of your party uh, your morcha at least tell us what your um, i league ka morcha is ki hamari uh, mange can i can i ask yes. one one thing to mr okay okay, okay. sure sure please I mean, please please go ahead go ahead Please go ahead. We're just, we're just uh, no, faffing around. I, I was, uh, I, I will ask Mr. Atik one thing that, see, we were supposed to play the uh, Philippines tomorrow as a, uh, as a friendly match, which has been, you also know, perhaps you know, it has been cancelled because the uh, Qatar, uh, Qatari government has uh, not given us permission to uh, play. Uh, so uh, Bangladesh was also supposed to play a couple of matches. and last i heard there was some talks going on with the bangladeshi federation any any update on that are they playing a couple of matches before the qualifiers or they are straight away no. getting into the qualifiers they may begin from the beginning actually we were supposed to go to qatar on the 21st of may the plan was to have uh, a 10 day training camp there and they wanted to practice matches there yeah. okay okay but um, then uh, what we were told by the federation was that they they wouldn't be allowed to go outside the bubble they would just be allowed to go to the practice venue and back to the hotel they wouldn't be allowed to go to the gym and swimming pool and no question about any practice matches so they they didn't accept that proposal and i think it's that's actually true for india because yeah. india are not getting to play any practice matches no they are no. inside a bubble So no, what I mean uh, to say is it is it is it uh, can you no. think that it can impact the impact the uh, operations of Bangladesh? Absolutely, but, but it'll be absolutely. It, but it impacts everyone, right? I think. I mean, uh, absolutely. Yeah, no, no. Let, let me come to that. Uh, after that was um, cancelled, uh, the federation started uh, try to arrange a six day camp in Saudi Arabia. You know that, so, but uh, they were all supposed to fly on the twenty fourth of uh, May for Saudi Arabia, but. Uh, early in the morning uh, the players and the officials and the media media journalists we got a message from the federation that, that we couldn't get an exemption letter from the saudi government for the exemption from the quarantine so that uh, that uh, idea was also shelved now what is happening is their training in dhaka everyone the coach the players everyone is pissed off with this uh, mismanagement if you say and they they are supposed to play one practice match against local side Sheikh Jamal Dhanmondi club today as we speak at 4 pm today that's all they um they will get to play uh, they will fly to qatar tomorrow and have three or four days practice there mm-hmm. uh, so no no one is actually uh, very convinced no one is actually very happy about that 
because yeah. uh, you can't um, when Afghanistan is playing against Indonesia and uh, uh, Singapore, uh, Qatar is has played, uh, Oman is playing against other teams. So um, we need to play against big teams to face big teams like uh, Oman, India, and Afghanistan. But that's fair, fair point, Atik. I, I just I just want to ask you. So uh, if you could tell all the people who watch our show, and we've got these kids, you know, who you really like Indian football. I think the one good thing with Indian football is that uh, there are a lot of young kids who are getting into it. They're invested in the game. So they talk about the game. They feel for the game. They, they feel bad if the team does badly. Um, could you tell them a bit about this Bangladeshi side? And not just the side that played uh, the 1-1 with India in Kolkata, but from there on, the months to now, present day, has the team changed? Uh, is it pretty much the same system, same set of players? And is that what we can expect when India plays them? <clears throat> Unfortunately, it's not the same team because um, the, there are only 10 or 11 players from that squad. In this squad, some of them, or most of them due to injuries. One or two had COVID uh, and one or two due to lack of form. But still, the base of the side is there. The philosophy is there. And they have a similar mindset, actually. And the same coach is there. But, um, not from the, let me begin from the start of the Jamie Day era. Jamie Day, our coach, came in 2018, middle of 2018. Mm -hmm. What he did, uh, with success was turning into a very young, energetic side. Previously, we used to see that our teams used to play 60, 70 minutes at one tempo, then they get tired and lose concentration and proceed goals the latter part of the games. Hmm. Now, these days, there's young players, they can play in the same with the same intensity, same concentration for 90 minutes. They will, when playing against India or playing against Afghanistan, they'll play in the same tempo for 90 minutes. They will fight hard. That's one thing for sure. They, they have good discipline, good defensive organization. That is what is good about this team. Now, if we come to the bad point, that is for the last two decades, we haven't found a really good scorer. No proven scorer for Except for Sunil. Same, except for Sunil. When Sunil comes up every time, you need goals. But there is no one like Sunil. No. Yeah. No one like, uh, let's say, Ali Ashfaq or Chencho Gelshin. Yeah. But, but you, uh, you, what about the, uh, you didn't tell, tell us about the, you have brought in an uh, under-19 boy from uh, Finland or somewhere. Uh, the, that I, uh, the, can you just tell us why, how the boy is good or uh, what is his background? Well, he's, uh, he's not, uh, he's, uh, he was born in Finland uh, to Bangladeshi parents. What he is just, his uh, name? Uh, Tariq Kazi. Tariq Kazi. Uh, he's uh, playing for our champions, Boshundari Kings, but not a very regular. He's a defensive player, but not a very regular. I'm not sure whether he will get to play in, the, in these matches. Okay. Uh -huh. okay. Okay. But I think just, just one thing. Uh, so you mentioned about how he's made them a very fit side, right? Um, so they're not just lasting 60, 65. They're continuing same tempo till 90. Um, from a national team coach's perspective, how did he do that? Because a national team coach doesn't get the same amount of time he gets as a club coach. So you get them five days, 10 days. Or is Bangladesh doing the same kind of system what India used to do, like with the Bob Houghton, where he would be given the boys for two, two months. And then he could, you know, impart his ethos and whatever he wants them to do. Well, um, usually he gets, um, before qualifiers or important matches, he gets at least 15 to sometimes a month. 
Oh, you get a month. That's not bad. Uh, sometimes if, if um, he's lucky. Uh, other times uh, during off-season when the league is going on, uh, he gets uh, his players, but he's always watching those players. He has his uh, team of uh, coaches who goes to the clubs and talks to those players. The thing is, uh, he uh, formulated their fitness regime and uh, their diet. He changed their diet. In the past, we used to have a different sort of diet these days. Now they're used to getting used to different sort of diets. They're when they're playing, um, go, going to a uh, tournament, they're always staying in five-star hotels with good facilities, gym facilities. So that that way they're getting better in fitness. And he um, he, uh, he prefers fit and uh, young players, not someone with uh, reputation, just reputation. Jadeep sir reminds a lot of uh, Bob Houghton, right? Yeah, yeah, when yeah. When he but started. Bob, uh, Ah, Bob Houghton. Bob Houghton had used to have faith in a, well, kept his faith in a in a bunch of boys, twenty to twenty five boys. He always played, and he uh, he had, uh, of course, also uh, in fitness. It also uh, reminds of a Stephen Constantine, because uh, there was at one point of time there was there was some people even were talking about whether the team is run by Stephen or by Danny, our fitness fitness uh, fitness uh, coach. Hmm. Uh, but but uh, what players tell me that that the kind of time that Danny used to get from the coach, no foreign coach or no national coach, no Indian coach in India has ever given so much time to a fitness coach. He will have as much time as he wants to, and that also uh, paid dividends. If India has yeah. done well, uh, reached at up the international level, sir, you have to you have to play shape football. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure what is happening. I will refrain myself from commenting since we are playing three matches in the next three weeks. So let us see what happens. But uh, as reports say, uh, maybe the fitness trainer. I think he must. I am sure he will be doing a good job. All I can say. Okay, okay let, let me ask you. Like uh, you had Bob Hatton for a long time, then you had yes. Constantine. He was pretty successful too. Yes. Uh, now yes. Igor Stimach. Uh, who, according to you, was the most suited coach for Indian team or delivered better results? Sir, I think uh, I don't need to ask the other two. Um, all three of us in tandem will say Bob Hout. Um, um, exactly. That was the, what I thought too. But also, the, you know what the thing is? Uh, we come from a different era. I mean, uh, it's not like, you know, we're that far back. But a lot of the kids who are now involved in football, like I spoke about them, they probably did not know about Indian football as much pre-ISL. Uh, what Bob did was, like you're talking about your coach, is he brought in the same ethos. He's a player, hai, so he's going to stay in a five-star. He's a national team player. He's not going to stay in some small type hotel. He's a national team player. He has to be given all the facilities. He needs to be made to feel important that he is one of the 15 in this country who's representing his team. So Bob brought that out. He brought the trust out. And which is why you talk to any player from Bob's era, and I'm guessing these boys will do that about your coach going forward. They always blindly, they played under different coaches. Constantine, this was his second attempt with the Indian team. But everyone talks about Bob, saying Bob is the main man who brought about a lot of change in Indian football. Um, I don't know if Siddhant, Jadip, you guys want to add something? Because yeah, Constantine, Bob, Bob, I will, so just one last thing. Constantine, yeah. what he did in his second stint, and you have to give him credit for that, is that he made it a battle-hardened ready squad. He sort of understood that if I have to play at the international level and if I have to get results, then
then i am not looking to play beautiful football i am not looking to play with the ball in my feet for me first priority is to last 90 minutes same tempo same shape and then when i can break on the counter i'll get them and india got quite a lot of result uh, success courtesy of that moved to the asian cup gave a good account of themselves in the asian cup in 2019 and uh, arjun i would say bob another very good point which you said you already has brought out one point that that he they all he always used to keep players in good hotels good food good travel everything which uh, which of course he did a very matlab uh, he did a brilliant job and which of course milovan also did when he was the coach in the 80s that was the time when india started staying in five star hotels bob another thing i will uh, give you a small example another thing bob which which uh, which brought in which no other coach is the respect for the players yes i remember in 2000 it was 2009 or 2008 i don't don't remember the date date there was a function in the indian international center at lodi road on on some former footballers players of the 50s and 60s were given some by the sports minister were given away some money and felicitation and whatever in that the then sports minister mr ms gill came up with a with a with a with a comment that 50 and 50s and 60s indian was used to be a great team now these these players might lose to uh, australian school team and england school team or something like that and it was picked up by bob and in a press conference in the federation office in the federation office at the at the dwarka he slammed the sports minister right left and center and he said the sports minister should should concentrate on 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 improving indian sports than rather than rather than uh, talking about whether school teams can be taken because he knows nothing about it and there was so much pressure on indian team i think it was 2009 there was so much pressure on indian team so much pressure on federation even even sports ministry went to the extent of demanding the demanding the removal of the coach of course it never happened but the kind of backing bob gave to the players i was really surprised any other coach would have run away had it been indian coach oh, they would have just kept quiet and said nothing may have supported the uh, minister also but this is something which bob brought in uh, like arjun has said which no other coach i think before has done at least i don't remember if anybody yeah. else can remember because you you would have to put your neck on the line Uh, right, anyway yeah. you yeah. basically bob bob did sorry atik we were sort of because you opened this pandora's box we don't get to talk about bob out on that much now you've opened it up so you have to sit and listen um the thing is uh bhai he he you know went against the grain because he would have had to probably had a conversation with with uh, whoever was in the federation at the time and saying why are you making them stay in daryaganj why are they staying in those hotels and then the guy would have said okay fine we'll make him stay but you get the results you get that point that kind of thinking is there so he did that and uh, you show faith to a player showing faith is such a how do i such a underrated quality of a coach it's it's not tangible so you can't measure it but it's huge for a player if uske upar hath rakho bolo bhai bharosa hai move on yeah yeah totally i mean it it was a whole different time here back then and uh, and that is reflected in the kind of personality that the coach had as well and to an extent uh, steven was while his approach might have been different and as a person of course they are different people so so you know you'll talk, uh, there are some players who will say uh, they really appreciate steven's time because he was he brought them into the national team similarly for bob yeah. uh, i think 
if you look at uh, of course we all talk about sunil chetri but on paper at least the most accomplished indian footballer is gurpreet singh sandhu who's our number one goalkeeper who has played in europe uh, first division in norway uh, and he was brought into the squad as a 16 year old by bob you know so and then and then he uh, that that was the beginning of his exposure to the senior national team so so there will be of course always be some some differences uh, but but the general approach from i think the federation and 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 overall what you were talking about what jaydeep was saying about him coming out and openly criticizing the comments made by the sports minister at that time uh, that kind of person is probably not acceptable these days uh, also because um, a lot of funding for the expenses of of the uh, national football teams come from comes from the sports ministry uh, so so yeah. government of india funds uh, so so that is a ma- major issue uh, we have that's uh, the general consensus now you can't speak out against the government sport or no sport so i mean yeah yeah absolutely times have have changed, changed uh, a lot and at that, that time bob would have been called anti national if this regime so if, if he would have said whatever so, he had to so if we do talk about bob's uh, eventual departure and the way that whole scenario was engineered when i think a new kind of leadership came into the aiff and allegations of racism were made and and all these kinds of things were brought in which uh, used to be you know back in the day the the modus modus operandi to remove any foreign coach from from a position in india especially if the person is white ki racism allegation lagao and and that will be the end of the story Uh, yeah. and after that i think bob has maintained a, a distance from from uh, what do you call it indian football in most ways uh, other than whatever personal relationships he might have um again if you compare you know the stature of or, or the kind of exposure that coaches have had uh, no doubt as a player igor stimac with that legendary croatia side uh, has done great things as a player but as a coach is a completely different story bob had won the champions league back in the day i think way back in 76 uh, or something like that so so you know that level of coach coming to india and and bringing that uh, clarity of thought of purpose as well as a system that he is used to employing across uh, teams around the world mm. uh, we we've had very little of those these kind of opportunities either before or after again no disrespect meant to any coach who has been in this position it's doubtless a very difficult job to do but but this is just just our opinion on bob on bob itself so so many and he laid the foundation you know one thing that uh, we were talking also to a journalist from qatar uh, on our last show who was uh, talking about how comments have been made about the physicality of indian players and how against in that draw against qatar uh, all those 20 months ago Uh, that everyone was surprised that for 90 minutes these boys were pushing 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 to the extent that uh, you know the qatari side looked more physically drained than than uh, than the indian side and this was something that was kind of uh, really brought in uh, by by bob when the team was preparing to play the 2011 afc asian cup which was after a gap of almost 30 years india was missing from that competition for around 30 years so he so he kind of engineered all of these the arrows project was it was at that time called the pylan arrows uh, which is sort of uh, i don't know uh, i think if you're familiar with this but uh, the junior team or like an, an under 19 team plays in the i league as a uh, 
kind of development squad. So that was something that was initiated in in his tenure and on his you know kind of pushing, including footing the bill, the AFF footing the bill for for all of that. So so these are things, and now you see how that Arrows project. You look at the graduates from that program. Some of them are in the senior national team. Many of them are playing in the Indian Super League. So so it's having a wide impact on how uh, the ecosystem is developing. So we have a lot to be thankful, I think, but, but, in terms of. Ati, just just one question. Uh, what sort of personality is Jamie Day then? Is is he the types? Uh, is so? There's one, you know, right? I'll fight for my player, and uh, to hell with whatever you might say to me. I'll come out and say back to you. There's that personality. There's the other that you know. I I know how to handle things. So I you know I'll keep both parties in my pocket. That being the federation, I'll keep the players in my pocket. I'll show the players. So what sort of a person is he? Does he does he go all out for his players and he fights with the federation or? What sort? Um, uh, somewhere in between. This uh, generally he's a very friendly person, media friendly, friendly with his players. But uh, he doesn't have. Uh, I don't think he has that much authority over the uh, federation. Like uh, you said, uh, Mr. Basu or Sidan said, Mr. Babhatan had over the Indian federation. I don't think he has that much say. But then again, he is very close to the players, and he would share his players. Anyway, uh huh. Okay, yeah, so it's nice to see that. Uh, it's very friendly, very, very, uh, very accessible, very, very uh, likable guy. In, uh, because you bring up uh, relations with the media and things like that, I just want to make a small point that while while Bob Horton himself my, was, you know, he was a straightforward guy. Uh, so if you asked him a question that he didn't like, he would respond. in whatever manner he <laughs> chose to respond uh, but but the difference but he but the difference was that he treated his players as adults so the uh, he didn't uh, as a centralized figure he didn't as a media person for example uh, i was in qatar for the asian cup in 2011 and most of my time was spent in the team hotel with the team uh, it didn't matter whether it was you know when it was in terms of the match schedule or or any of that sometimes he would look and give you one of those looks like what are you doing here again uh, but beyond that if the players were okay to interact and spend that time and be open to uh, media scrutiny then as a coach uh, he he did nothing to kind of curtail that which is different from what we are seeing i think not just in the case of in, the indian national team today but several teams in fact we contacted jamal because uh, we were in the i league bubble in the same hotel for for some time in kolkata so we we had contacted jamal to ask him to also come on the show and give us some uh, insights into how bangladesh are preparing for these matches and he also said that you know the federation has asked them to not speak to uh, the media ahead of the matches and and all of that although i have seen an interview or some comments on gold.com from him today so I, i'm not sure maybe he just uh, you know wasn't in the mood but 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 overall it seems like things are much more regulated now whereas in those days there was a trust going back to the trust factor in the players you know that if these guys have been called up to the national team if they do talk to the media they are not going to say anything that will be detrimental to the common purpose that the national team has gone to achieve it it at best be an honest per personal perspective uh, which is something that's extremely lacking these days so what's the relationship um, then ati 
but with regards to any news around bangladeshi football is it easy access or do you really have to do due diligence some you do get from some you don't get from hey, it's usually easy access uh, but uh, then again uh, um, you have to use your own judgment making the final decision you know what i mean fair point i, I think the, because the point i was getting to sir was that you know ever since the uh, jadeep sir that ever since the coming in of the isl you know there there's that school of thought ki we cannot speak against it um if you're part of the isl then you cannot speak out against the isl the ills of the isl so while there are uh, the positives that is brought on to indian football there are also other things that are negatives one of which sidhan touched upon the way it was you know put out there that this suddenly one fine day blink your eyes and the isl is the top league um of the country Uh, i i still remember one day uh, i think you won't believe this uh, siddhant was at that time in between jobs and uh, so i used to be working for the host broadcaster and one isl season i think it was season 5 or 4 and uh, so he said bhai agar kuch kaam hai let me know so i spoke to the people uh, who were doing broadcast for the isl i said here's a guy who's been covering football for a long long time right way more experienced than anyone who's doing broadcast he can go and do your production job he can go and do your interviews he can do your stories because he has general understanding of the game and he knows television and the reason he was uh, you know they said no to him is because they said yeah this guy is a guy who writes for the papers he's a journalist so what if he writes out asli stories outside you know so then it will be like he, he'll write out stories that we don't want out in the public and so sudhans was declined as part of a producer so that that is the reason i was actually asking sir because now hamare mein jaisi so it's like what he was touching upon was it seems like such a long time back when you could get an honest sit down with a player you could get an i think the last time i heard anyone criticize the league was sunil which was a few years back when he said that this league winner should not be something it's spoken about the league yeah. winner and the player bangalore bangalore lost the final that's it yeah. after that nothing uh, i think uh, see uh, this is my experience after covering football for almost 40 years my experience is uh, uh, 10 10 years ago or 10 or 12 years ago till till uh, till the first half of the first uh, maybe up to 2010 maybe to the, up to 2008 indian football were run by people who whether good or bad they knew football they knew one thing very well that football has three sides good bad and ugly and all put together it makes the game if 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 something something becomes a legend or a tradition and be, become a big thing it has come up 
not in one way. It has come up all, with all three things together. They have come up. If I talk, say, let's talk about Durban Cup. It's a 125 years tournament. It was a very good tournament even 10 years back. But it had its good side. It had its bad, bad side. It had its ugly sides also. And all put together, it became Durban Cup, the great tournaments. But currently, football is run by a bunch of people. I'm sorry to say most of Who them want don't. to control the narrative. Not only control the narrative, it is even All India Football Federation. First of all, they don't know football. And secondly, it is about headline management. Yes. The life is full of headline management. The life is not about the, the, the current scenario, the current job profile is not improvement of football or taking football ahead or even taking football football behind. Let, let, let me take both the, both these sides. It is about headline management. The, 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 the briefing from the office, the briefing from the bosses is how to manage the headlines. So yeah. that is happening. So that's what is happening. See, if I if I if I ask ask a question to a to a coach that how the hell you uh, considered six goals in a match and put put puts uh, and put up such a bad bad display, I am talking about a reality. And if he is trying to trying to defend himself, he is also talking about the reality. Both put together makes a theory. But now the now the now the attitude is. There will be, it should be nipped in the bud. No yeah. such question should be asked us. So I say yeah. it is not football management anymore. It is headline management. Do you do you get press conferences with the coach, um, yeah. Atik? All the time. Uh, we don't. Un I'm just saying. Unfortunately, so. unfortunately, we are not having any press conference hmm. for the before the travel to Qatar. But uh, usually we get a lot of press conferences. Go to the field to ask questions. And have uh, conversations with him over telephone. And why not in India? Oh, uh, who would like to answer this? Any I think uh, the, I was I was lucky lucky to uh, uh, lucky to uh, attend the, the last press conference I ever had with Steamat, and that was I think uh, some twenty two months ago, if I'm not uh, mistaken. Maybe a little more also. In between, nothing has happened. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. In between, its statements are released. Um, statements and, and match, then, match, match, match and match previews. Match previews and and, which, and which, if, is AFC, which is AFC rule. You can't help it. Yeah, and if you if you uh, um, if if you do well in a game, then you get a tweet out um, yeah. or a or a or a nationalistic kind of um, tweet or a message out saying "Well done, India. This is the way forward," and so on. So, well, if you lose six 0 versus UAE, and that tells you the reality, complete silence. It was like that. So, yeah, okay. So, I, I'm sorry. We were getting into media and all. I'll get back to the game, guys. I think just, just focusing purely on the game. India-Bangladesh in Qatar, that will be played out. So, both the teams would have played in 90 minutes before facing each other, right? Um, what are you expecting from the Bangladesh side? Are you expecting a similar sort of setup, what we did in Kolkata versus India? Or are you expecting something different given it's a neutral venue and uh, more than about 10 months have passed? Also, since that game happened, more than uh, actually it's, um, sixteen months. Sixteen months. Sorry, sorry, I'm, I'm November, really bad with the... November two thousand nineteen. I think that was something mm -hmm. like that. Oh, so, uh, so, uh, um, yes, uh, about personnel, I, I told you that uh, there are quite a few players missing from that squad, but uh, the style will be the same. Uh, 
school Qatar was an away match for us and Qatar will be an away match for us too. Hmm. It's unfortunate, let me remind you that uh, we have already played four away matches yeah. and one home match, just one home match. So the, the next two matches were supposed to be our home matches. So we were supposed to host India, Afghanistan and Bangladesh. And you know, uh, teams like Bangladesh, they rely so much on these home advantages. Like, uh, if you see the match against Qatar, we played in Dhaka in 2019. It was, um, the pitches here are really heavy. So teams coming from uh, uh, Qatar or India or Oman, they tend to struggle on these heavy pitches. So that is something we look forward to. On the, on the contrary, when we go to play on um, great, excellent pitches in Qatar or elsewhere, our players struggle because they're more used to playing on uh, heavy surface sand, slow food. So they struggle a bit, but uh, there will be no shortage of effort. And uh, they'll be defensive in the beginning. They will need goals, actually. They will need goals because they're at the bottom of the group. They will need goals, but I'm not sure why those goals are not sure. Siddhant, what are you expecting uh, in that game? Because, you know, we, 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 I think we've been talking about this. So, um, we're, we're considering Qatar, like, we're not expecting a result versus Qatar, being, speaking realistically. But we're saying that how you play in the 90 versus Qatar will play a huge part in how you play versus Bangladesh and Afghanistan. Uh, Siddhant, what are you expecting? Because when Sunil came on the show, he was, uh, uh, he, 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 I mean, Sir touched upon it earlier as well, saying that it was one of the worst performances. He also said that we lacked ideas. We completely lacked ideas. Um, so, Siddhant, in that sense, you expect the coach? Because, so, so here's the conundrum, Atik, from an Indian perspective. On one day versus Qatar, you play a certain setup. All behind the ball, put, put, put. As soon as you get a few chances, you break and you move. Then in the space of, say, five days, you play a Bangladesh where the onus is on you to say, I want to control the ball. I want to control how this game flows. And so how do you shake that shift? Annie, you suppose that is the biggest challenge for India and how they exactly. make that shift? Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, sorry, sorry. sorry. I, think, please, please. Yeah, I thought that was what the issue was during that Kolkata, Kolkata match. They lacked ideas and they couldn't shift from that sort of mode to an attacking sort of mode. They lacked uh, ideas in the attacking third. Right. Yeah, you know, so so we again we've touched on this uh, from from the India perspective. I think uh, several times in the past few weeks. Uh, so the a lot of our midfield, our central midfield, particularly have had decent uh, seasons in the in the ISL uh, and some particularly uh, those from who play for FC Goa their club football uh, also decent time in the Asian Champions League against some difficult opposition from uh, from West Asia so uh, i am expecting a lot more to to come out of central midfield i'm also expecting that uh, that the team is taking is taking it quite personally the sort of criticism that is coming in uh, for, after these results uh, and is going to be very keen to sort of re-establish some kind of uh, dominant position at least vis-a-vis -vis other South Asian uh, teams and then Bangladesh uh, being 
I suppose the closest in terms of football competition uh, to India. I think it's most important there. Despite the traditional India-Pakistan rivalry, I think as far as football is concerned, uh, Bangladesh is, is 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 the number one rival in that sense. So, uh, so I think uh, I think for that game, the approach will be attacking. I think uh, I'm expecting. I don't know. Like Manveer Singh, uh, Sunil Chetri, a, a bunch of like attacking-minded players to form the 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 core of that that squad, and maybe the odd uh, change at the back as well to to bring in more energy and more uh, forward momentum. Uh, broadly speaking, I think that's that's about it because. Uh, it's not again. We have striker issues as well. So other than Sunil and Manveer, not too many people are getting goals. Uh, yeah. But our, you know, their their full season has gone past since the last time we faced Bangladesh, and several of the younger members of this squad have had a chance to get game time, score goals, get uh, the wing play. They've they've gotten a lot of opportunities to work on that, develop those aspects of their game. So, so I think we'll see a different performance from India than we did in the in the in the last game, definitely, obviously, uh, but different in the sense that it will be more with more intent rather than going into the game with kind of uh, maybe slightly complacent, slightly overconfident attitude. I think what what's the uh, general formation that the Bangladeshi side plays um, in the at international Usually four two three one, but when playing against Qatar or Oman, uh, you can turn to five four one. Five four one. Uh huh. So when he's playing against Qatar. Yeah. But he's four two three one. Four two three one. Yeah, I think I think sir, the four two three one is somewhat what uh, Steamatch has also been playing in a sense. At least uh, <clears throat> we we saw that in these two games in the UAE also. I think in the UA, in the Qatar match, you will definitely play with a tighter defense. Yeah. Uh, I have a, I have a, on a second thought. I thought he might bring in Sana also with with uh, with uh, Sandesh as two stopper backs. Uh, but I would like to ask one thing to Ati. Tell me, Ati, one thing. See, we are uh, as far as India is concerned, we are going there to see whether we can we can finish third or fourth. Third is yeah. I don't think we are going to. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not very sure about, but we are going there to have six points at least, and so that it helps us in our Asia Cup qualifiers to an extent in getting the draws and the right right teams we get the lower lower category teams we get in our Asia Cup tournament. What what actually is the is the position of Bangladesh and what what is their aim of uh, when they when, when they are going to Qatar? Well, How many uh, points? Bangladesh, Where, Bangladesh huh? have one, only one point. That was the one one on draw against India. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they had their one or two very close matches, one against Afghanistan, one nil, and uh, one against uh, Qatar, two nil at home. But uh, as I said before, we we were supposed to have three home matches, and we were relying on points from uh, in matches against India and Afghanistan greatly. But now they are playing in Qatar. I don't think it will be that easy to get points against them. Maybe two draws. If we get four points from those two matches, there will be. Beyond our uh, hope, the coach would uh, ideally like to have at least four points, but that would be very, very difficult playing in those pitches in those conditions going from home. 
But Atik, how, how do you view the Asian Cup? Um, suddenly from a 16-team tournament goes to 24. Um, so, so we here in India at least feel that now, uh, you know, by hook or by crook, we are playing every edition of the Asian Cup. But what's the sentiment back in Bangladesh with regards? It's, it's obviously, it's obviously made it easier for teams like Bangladesh to at least have a chance to go there. But hmm. then again, you'll have to perform first. You'll have to score goals and you'll have to win team, win matches. Um, that's how. Uh, as I said, uh, we could have had a few more points. Um, In the past two matches, we now we're at the bottom of the table. But but India on four points, Afghanistan sorry India on three points, Afghanistan on four points. So there is not big difference. If one or two uh, two results go our way, things can change drastically. Yeah. So we we would like to be very optimistic. I I just feel from a Bangladeshi perspective, uh, the biggest positive is a um, you have a coach who is uh, how do I put it? He's not a people pleaser. So if you want to play five for one, play five for one. I don't care if it's getting me my result. It's getting me my result. If I have to play four two three one and I have to keep uh, my two at the back, six at the back, and just give one or two chances to spray in front, go do it. And I think that could work in Bangladesh's favor because they know that India when they come to play against them, they are coming to look for the goals. they come in to find a goal so you might play a 433 you might ask people to bump forward and when they bump forward is when bangladesh has a chance and how much they go for it uh, will be an interesting one jaydeep sir that you know how much bangladesh goes for it when they find openings um, how much they foray into the indian goal because in kolkata they shocked them completely by taking the lead and then after that like like atik mentioned at the start of the show So India was on the back foot, despite having large uh, numbers of the ball. They really didn't create anything, so they were on the back foot for most parts of the game. They yeah, were playing yeah. into actually, Bangladesh's hands. Actually, actually, Bangladesh should have gone ahead in the <coughs> very first minute. Penalty. Penalty. Rahul Beke or India were very, very lucky not to concede that penalty. Yeah. At least I thought after watching the replay that that the India were very, very lucky. Had it been one nil. Then it would have been it would have match would have finished. Well, look, the match would have changed a lot. But uh, I don't know about how how Bangladesh is looking at it. But I sincerely hope India will learn from their mistakes. Hmm. Put up a defense and put up a style of play. A lot of water has uh, has has flown through the uh, river since then. A lot of bad results have come in India's India's way, and little good result has come in India. Except for one, except one, 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 one draw against Oman. I don't hmm. think India has very not much to really talk about in the last one. So now they have uh, got 15 days in uh, Qatar. They will train together. They have the, they have got most of the players they wanted. Coach has got most of the players he wanted. Uh, they have also so some of them have recovered from injuries. So uh, I think India will learn from its mistakes and 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 uh, see for India it's a three-point match. But I think that is that is Bangladesh's biggest advantage going into this game. That India is assuming could be, but, could be, but India cannot. Yeah, uh, but India can't help it. India can't help it. Yeah, India has to go with with for for three points. If they don't don't come back with three points, it's a failure. Yeah, yeah. and I think it's that a, plays into the opposition's hand. Opposition, it's a failure. They have to come back with three points if they want a positive result. I think uh, you you mentioned Sunil. Um, any other Indian players that you guys know about um, back home in Bangladesh? 
we know the names like Adil Khan, Ashik Kurunia, Pritam Kotal, because he comes from a very close Assam family. Gurpreet Singh Sandhuri, he played brilliantly against Qatar. But these are not really household names, because people, I mean, as I said before, people do not really watch ISL or I-League here. The way they watch IPL, excuse me, they do not watch ISL. So no, these Indian names are not household names, but everyone knows about Sunil Chetri. And unfortunately, Bangladesh and India haven't played too many matches in the last one decade. Yeah, only three seniors at the senior level, and you would be surprised. I told before. All three times um, were draws and uh, all three matches, Bangladesh were leading up to, let's say, 90 minutes or 88 minutes or 95 minutes. And uh, three of those goals came from Sunil Chetri in the dying minutes. Hmm. So, it's not a, uh, so there are two sides of the story. Bangladesh in the last one decade have lost, have gone out of the group stages of the sub-championship all four times. And on the other hand, they have not lost against India. They have always dominated India, in a way. That's a fair point. Uh, just for all our viewers, because you know this this show we put it out as saying focus on Bangladesh, the opposition. Um, could you tell us about a few Bangladeshi players? Because you're saying the team has changed. We know Jamal, um, who's playing for Mohammedan. But any other players we should be keeping an eye on and what um, their qualities are? There is not. Uh, I don't think there is a really special player in Bangladesh. It's a mostly teamwork, actually. But you can have a, keep an eye on uh, our goalkeeper, young goalkeeper, Anisur Rahman Siko. He's a very good goalkeeper. Played only two or three matches for, for the national team, but he's very good. Regarded very highly. And uh, there are the wing players. Mutin Mia is one. He has some good dribbling skills, good um, speed. Another one is Mahmoud Rahman. These are good players. We have good players on wings. Hmm. And we have uh, in the midfield, there is um, Jamal and uh, Johnny and Manik. These are good players. But um, the thing is, uh, now there's uh, due to those injuries, the defense is pretty inexperienced. I don't know how they can cope up, these young players can cope up with the Indian team. Okay, guys, I think I think we've done more than an hour. And I think thank you so much for your time, man. We've been keeping you and you've been really patiently been answering all our questions. Um, Annie, you, you want anything else you'd like to know um, before we sort of call it a day on the show? Anything else you guys want to talk about? Or should I just end it then? No, I think you've covered pretty much uh, all, all the all the main uh, topics. And I think Atik has done a great job kind of fielding all the questions that we had for him. Uh, so thank you very much for that, Atik, and uh, I hope we can we can maybe catch up, do this again uh, after the game, irrespective of what. Yeah, result. would love that. Would love that yeah. if you could yeah, take your time. Thank, thank you so much for bringing here, bringing me here, and uh, I'd really love to join again sometime. Perfect, perfect, Atik. Um, Atik Anam, guys, that's a journalist from Daily Star who covers football in a big way. Uh, thank you so much for taking your time and joining us on Four Twenty Grams. And if you can, please spread our show in uh, Bangladesh Absolutely. and uh, because at the end of the day even if we do speak in a little bit of Hindi but uh, the language of football I think that pierces through everything uh, so that's you can, you can rest assured Hindi people understand Hindi a lot of people understand Hindi in Bangladesh okay. perfect done so then we, we are growing our audience <laughs>
Arjun, if you want to do a quick uh, look at the comments and take any questions specifically that might be there, we can do that before we wrap up. Um, okay, so I, I, if if there is a Bangladesh question, Atik, will you do? Would you have uh, some time to stay with us? Uh, sure, yeah, sure. Sure. Okay, so let me just see. If there okay. Are any let me uh, as you look through the questions, I would uh, like to ask Mr. Basu about Indian football. Like, uh, what has been the the galvanizing factor of the Indian footballing over the past decade? Was it more due to the Indian arrows or KIFFF contribution, or was it due to the ISL thing? The they jump from 157 to 100. See, that was uh, that was uh, see one thing was uh, if you look at look at the look at the what you call it the the change of ranking from 173 to uh, 90, 97 at one point of time they were 97 uh, for a few days also that is because of clever management very well planned. The which team is to play and where to play and against what kind what kind of side to play that was planned very well. It was the 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 the, uh, the credit was given to uh, Stephen Constantine. Of course, Stephen was Stephen also also had some credit, but I would say the AFF office had also a, a great contribution to make. Those who were on the uh, on on the on the uh, behind behind the scene, those who were planning the impact. So. And uh, if you if you talk about the positivity of Indian football, then arrows is the biggest positive of Indian football. There are too many negatives of Indian football at the moment, which I don't want to raise again. Then Arjun will stop me again. <laughs> so because I have spoken about like, it so many I'm times. I'll mute sir, like in your channel. I'll mute <laughs> So <laughs> so of course you are you are you are spot on. It is it is the it is the arrows which at the moment stand the lone positivity of India. And I stress on it, the lone positivity of India. That point, uh, there's a question for you, Atik, uh, that's come yeah. from our guys on the chat. And it's a nice question from Siddharth uh, Lotungbam. I hope I've got your name correct. And if I haven't, then apologies for that. He's saying Bangladesh women's under 16 played the Asian Cup under 16 twice. How is Bangladesh doing so well in uh, the women's game? Uh, that's actually uh, they started early in the middle of 2000, 2005 actually. So at that time, not too many countries were into women's football. Mm -hmm. In South Asia, you can say India and uh, Nepal were way ahead of everyone else uh, in terms of women's football. But you see on Pakistan, Iran and other countries, there are a lot of countries that didn't really realize those, the importance of women's football at that time. So we started slowly in the middle of last decade and uh, focused on school. Uh, there are two school uh, tournaments, one for boys and one for girls, uh, primary school tournaments. It's a nationwide tournament. And that, uh, that uh, played a big role in getting these girls uh, playing at the top level. And most of those girls coming from the remote areas, remote schools of the country, and they are being trained by the Federation here all the year round. And that, that's why they are doing so well. But then again, this, uh, this uh, improvement in age group level is still not being shifted to the senior level in women's mm. There is a lot of uh, work to be done. 
Just one final question, and I think we we'll, we can wrap the show after that because I think we have similarities in this question that uh, whenever the national team does not do well, um, one section of uh, the stakeholders start going PIO, PIO, PIO. Player of Indian origin. When are they going to come and play for India? There are so many players of Indian origin in Europe, and I'm sure likewise for Bangladesh. Uh, is the same sort of noise uh, there for Bangladeshi players who are playing in Europe? There, there is actually, because uh, uh, you know, Jamal Boye is one of those. He came to Bangladesh uh, in 2012, um, first time. He couldn't cope up with the weather, the environment, the the culture here. Then again, he came again two years later, and then uh, got into the side, and now he's the leader of the team. Hmm. So people uh, people get encouraged by these stories. Uh, there is uh, Tariq Kazi, as Mr. Basu said. There are other players uh, who of Bangladesh origin playing in Europe, USA, and uh, 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 other parts of the world, but it's not easy to attract them to come to Bangladesh to play in our league. Uh, and the boy, boy them, in Leicester? The boy in Leicester? Hamza Chaudhary. Well, he has a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good uh, future over there. He's playing for uh, Leicester City. He has uh, represented England at the age group level. But he has said that he would uh, he would uh, decide someday whether he could come to Bangladesh. He speaks Bengali at home. So he could come at some point, but not now. There is another another thought of uh, giving uh, African origin players, African players who played in our, in our league for a long time. There is an um, idea that we might, might give them uh, our uh, nationality, but that is being uh, discussed for some time. There are both sides of the coin there. So that is not uh, something that has been worked up. Interesting thought. Yeah, uh, a lot of teams in the Middle East have done that. So, so just just to sort of jump in because this PIO thing has become a big thing on the chat. <laughs> and we, we have uh, something that we've talked, we've talked about many times on the show. Uh, that like it, it, Firstly, it differs from country to country. So, what Bangladesh's rules for dual nationality or dual citizenship are, India might have different rules. Currently, the way things are, and with with a new uh, sort of order passed by uh, the Ministry of External Affairs recently, even limiting uh, overseas citizens of India further, uh, we do not allow any citizen of India to hold another passport. So you have to actually give up your citizenship of the country wherever you're born, whether that's Denmark or the US or the UK. So if, if you look at, uh, I guess, the largest proportion of uh, Indians involved in f football are probably in the UK. Uh, but they would have to give up citizenship of that country or their passport of that country to come to India and play to represent the national team. Now here, it's there are two different things. One is those wanting to come and play club football in India. The other is representing India in international competitions. There are two very, very, very different uh, sort of possibilities and, and issues. So until that uh, system changes, and this applies to not just footballers, but uh, anything that, any profession that you might follow or whatever. You want to move to India and take Indian citizenship, you have to give up any other citizenship you might have. This other countries are able to do this, including Pakistan, where I think, uh, sorry, I've forgotten the name of that player uh, who also played in the Premier League. Zeshram. 
हाँ जयेश रहमान जयेश रहमान बिकॉज ही वॉज एबल टू रिटेन हिज ब्रिटिश पासपोर्ट एंड हैव ड्यूल ड्यूल नेशनैलिटी ड्यूल सिटीजनशिप दैट इज वाई वंस he was out of reckoning for england in terms of the england national team he was he chose to represent bangladesh same with hamza choudhry might happen 3 4 5 years later if he doesn't get an england call up if he doesn't play for england then he is free to declare himself for bangladesh and play for bangladesh if the rules of that country allow it in india we the, the government of india does not allow this so this pio conversation is really pointless uh, to have on a football platform because there is nothing really that we can do about it and this applies to all sports across i mean i think uh, jadeep sir uh, the tennis player uh, Ram, prakash amrit sach prakash amrit sach prakash amrit sach no longer playing also, yeah. he had to he had to leave after playing for india he had to leave because he 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 refused to leave his us passport yeah yeah uh, which was fine which was fine but he was he was not eligible for india selection that was yeah, and you were talking you were talking about rajiv ram But Rajiv Ram, Rajiv Ram had always preferred to play for the United States only. Yeah. So, so again, <laughs> so what is what is Jamal's what is Jamal's case then? Atik uh, has he given no, up his passport have, or no no? You are allowed to have dual citizenship. Okay, okay. Huh. Which India is? It is not allowed. Which India is not allowed. Yeah. Oh, so then okay. yeah, so that, that then at least you guys can have that conversation of uh, at least putting it out there on the table for someone who's playing in Europe. and saying look this is what we're offering you you're not letting go of your passport and then the call is of course yours to take if you want to come back then i think it's an interesting there conversation in bangladesh there are several players that we have spoken to and that have spoken to us as well even current players like danny bath for example central defender a position in which we can uh, really use help you know uh, but again now this man has lived his entire life in the united kingdom he probably has family there etc etc in order to play for india he'll have to give up all of that all of the rights that he has as a citizen of the united kingdom and and then take up indian citizenship which is a very i think difficult ask uh, of someone uh, ah, but for that matter india will never allow dual citizenship in near future because it will create yeah. so much other kinds of problems for india which which is which forces but not sports is a very minor thing in the, the that that uh, framework so india yeah. i don't think in near future they are not going to allow girls the government of india will never never allow it. perfect okay um that's the i think it's time then to end the show uh, atik once again thank you so much for joining us on the show uh, thank you so much for taking our time and answering all our questions uh, i hope whatever you are asking us you got some decent answers and uh, you've taken in some insights on indian football um jadeep sir sidhant as always good to have you guys also before leaving humne to nahi confirm kiya tha ki philippine ke khilaf match ho raha hai humne to kaha tha bhai confirm nahi hai khabron pe itna dhyan na do jab tak official statement na bahar aaye bhai tab tak it is not confirmed so yeah so i guess india is not playing philippines um that is also come out as a report mazedar baat to ye hai मैं उसको भी रिपोर्ट कितना चला रहा हूं यहां पे नहीं मजेदार बात यह है कि स्टेटमेंट यही है कि इंडिया इज नॉट प्लेइंग फिलीपींस बट बट टू डेट एज इफ टू डेट बैक इंडिया वाज प्लेइंग इट वाज कंफर्मड इंडिया इज प्लेइंग नो नो बट दे सेड नॉट प्लेइंग एज इफ टू डेज बैक दे सेड इट दे वर प्लेइंग दे नेवर सेड एनीथिंग बट व्हाट इज द पॉइंट ऑफ सेइंग कि नॉट प्लेइंग बेटर कीप क्वाइट 
ये बात तो सही ये बात सही इट्स बेटर टू कीप क्वाइट बट ठीक है अतीक सिद्धांत एंड जयदीप सर थैंक यू सो मच फॉर जॉइनिंग अस दिस वाज अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ 420 ग्राम्स थैंक यू सो मच फॉर वाचिंग गुड बाय अतीक भाई थैंक